Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. I want to read one verse in Jeremiah 17, 17. Jeremiah 17, 17. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. And I want to preach on this subject, in God we trust. Thank you, Amen. Let's clap our hands as we're seated right now. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Amen, amen. You know, our founding fathers trusted in God when they signed the Declaration of Independence. They knew they were risking their lives, their fortunes, their, their reputations, everything on this, uh, this move that they were uh, about to make. Amen. And they continued to put their trust in God when they had to fight to make that independence a reality. Because, you know, King, King George, when they sent that Declaration of Independence over there, you know, he, oh, you, what would you think he was going to do? All right, okay, guys, you can, you can just go be yourself. Oh, no, he, was, he goes, okay, send the, send the armies. We're, we're not going to put up with that. And we had to fight. Amen. George Washington and Paul Revere and all those guys. Amen. All the, you know, give me liberty or give me death. Just the wonderful things that stand out in your mind when you, you study U.S. history. Praise God. And, uh, and this young fledgling nation wasn't around very long until they had to put their trust in God again when the British came over in the War of 1812 and tried to take it back. Amen. And two years later, in 1814, Francis Scott Key, who was a lawyer, wrote a poem which later was put to music and became known as the Star Spangled Banner. Amen. And at that time, it was just one of many patriotic songs that were being sung throughout the country after these great wars were won and our independence was won. Amen. And we look to a bright future. And you know, we only typically hear, there's four verses in the, in the Star Spangled Banner, and we only hear the first verse. You know, we typically hear it at ball games, you know, professional sports or other sport games where they'll sing it before the game starts, and we hear that first verse, you know. And the home of the brave. <laughs> you know, everybody's going crazy, right? Throwing their popcorn already and whatever. Amen. But, you know, verse 4 has a powerful stanza in it, uh, and I would like to read a part of verse 4. It said, Blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land, amen, this is a heaven-rescued land, praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause it is just, and this is the last part of that, and uh, of that that I want to read. And this be our motto, in God is our trust. So in 1814, the, that phrase, in God is our trust, amen, started, it was a song, and that's all it was for the next several decades. Amen. 
However, this phrase, this motto, in God we trust, it really came to the forefront, forefront decades later when one of the bleakest, amen, and most dire times of our nation took place, the Civil War. We fought against each other, North against South, Confederacy against the Union, amen. And during that time, of course, people were, were worried. They were, they were fretting. They were, What's going to happen to this nation? We're, we're just, you know, we're, we're not even 100 years old. And look, at we're already falling apart. And they, many people turned to God. Many people started calling on God. We got, have to get God involved here. Amen. There was, a, there was an increased religious sentiment throughout the country as people looked to God through those troublesome times. And many devout people... They made appeals to the United States government to officially recognize God on the United States coins. Like, look, look, look folks, uh, they, he was, they were saying, look, government, we, we need to recognize God on our coins. Amen. Because, because well, you know, we need to let him know that we know that he's the one that got us where we're at. He's the one we need to we need to memorialize it. We need to put it, amen, in hard writing, praise God. And the first of such appeals came in a letter written by a minister from Pennsylvania named, named M.R. Watkinson. This, he, uh, he addressed the letter to the, the then Secretary of State. And the first part of his letter stated, Dear Sir, you are about to submit your report to Congress respecting the affairs of the national finances. One fact touching our currency has hitherto been seriously overlooked. I mean the recognition of the Almighty God in some form on our coins. He said, listen to this, he said, this is the minister to the Secretary of Treasury, you're probably a Christian. What if our republic were not shattered beyond this reconstruction? Would not the antiquaries of succeeding centuries rightly reason from our past that we were a heathen nation? You know, when they looked at, hey, let's look at the coins of this nation. Let's look at what their writings are. And, you know, hey, we don't find God anywhere. We're, they must be a heathen nation. So this minister was saying, look, we need to put this, amen, so future generations know, amen, that we were a nation that trusted in God Almighty. <laughs> amen. And, and this, this was only one of many letters to the to Secretary of the Treasury. And because of this, this letter and all these other ones, the Secretary of the Treasury then wrote this powerful letter to the director of the Philadelphia Mint. Now, there's more than one mint in the country now, but back then the Philadelphia Mint was it, you know, because it was just, a, you know, we only had, you know, we didn't have 50 states. We only had a handful of states. Praise God at that time. Amen. And this, this Treasury Secretary wrote to the Philadelphia Mint director, and he said, Dear sir, no nation can be strong except the strength of God or safe except in his defense. The trust of our people in God should be declared on our national coins. You will cause a device to be prepared without unnecessary delay with a motto expressing in the fewest and tersest words possible this national recognition. So there it was. Let's get to it. Let's put it on the coins. They tried to figure out what they were going to put. They had all kinds of ideas, but they settled on in God we trust. Amen. Praise God. 
And this inscription, this motto began to appear on U.S. coins beginning with the two-cent coin. Everybody remember the two-cent coin? Oh, you don't because it was 1864. Sorry. <laughs> Amen. But they had a one-cent coin, a two-cent coin, and they even had a three-cent coin. They had more coins than they had paper money at back in the early days. Amen. Because you could get a lot with a two-cent coin back then. Like right now, we don't even... Oh, there's a one-cent coin. Well, my back's kind of, nope, I'm not going to get it. I don't believe in luck. I got Jesus, so I'm going to keep on walking. Praise God. Unless it's silver, I'm not bending over. Praise God. Right? But back then, a penny, you know, got you something. And two pennies or whatever. And shortly after 1864, the two-cent coin, then it began to appear on all coins. Congress said, yeah, put it on all coins. Put it on the silver coins. Put it on the gold coins. And decades later, when we get into now the 20th century, amen, after World War II, we're now in 1956, and the 84th Congress, uh, which uh, also uh, with the approval of the president then, Dwight D. Eisenhower, amen, on July 30th, 1956, officially declared, in God we trust, to be the national motto of the United States of America. Yes, we all trust in God. Amen. Praise God. This motto first appeared on paper money in 1957 when it appeared on the $1 silver certificate. Anybody remember the silver certificates? The young ones are going, eh? Amen. Now that's when, uh, that's when the money used to be like worth something. I mean, it used to be actually worth a dollar in gold and all that stuff now. Amen. It's all different now. And by 1966, all denominations of paper money included this motto, in God we trust. Amen. I wonder if anybody here has any coins in your pocket or your purse. Or anybody here has any paper money? I know some people only go by plastic these days. Amen. But if you've got a, a dollar bill or any kind of a, a, a bill or a coin, take it out right now. Let's just look. Let's be reminded what this nation's founded on. Amen. Let's be reminded, amen, why that we have the freedom to come to church without somebody busting in here and breaking us up and telling us you can't worship God. You can't praise Him. You can't use the Bible. It's because of in God we trust. Now, if you have a coin, you look on the front of the coin. It'll be on the front of the coin. If you've got a dime, you better put your glasses on or a magnifying glass. It's hard to see. If you've got a bill, you look on the back and it'll be right, up, right across where it says one or five or ten. In God we trust. In God we trust. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Purses and wallets all over this country, cookie jars and piggy banks, amen, and all kinds of hiding places where people throw their loose change or they put their money. Some people are stuffing it in the, in the mattress still. I don't know. They're burying it in a jar in the backyard. They don't, people don't even put it in the bank anymore, hardly, sometimes. Amen. And even in car ashtrays. I don't know about you do with your ashtray because no ashes are going in my ashtray. So I'm using that for coins, praise God. 
in all of these places when we're putting things and we, 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 we are putting stuff that has a reminder, amen, in God we trust. Those powerful four words are reminding us all the time that this nation, amen, if we don't keep trusting that same God, it's going to be in bad shape. But I thank God for the church, amen, the church is trusting God in 2021. In God we trust. We must put our trust securely in God. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Amen. I think I know what I need to do. Amen. The Bible said there's a way that seems right to a man, but it's not the right way. Amen. All we like sheep are gone astray, but God has taken care of us. Our own understanding will mislead us. Our own understanding will get us in trouble sometime. We got to, you know, to trust him is to believe in him. To trust him is to wait on him. Amen. Psalm 56 verse 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in him. Praise God. Amen. Don't just trust him in the good times. Amen. Trust him in all times. Trust Him in the fearful times. Trust Him in the uncertain times. Trust Him in the painful times. Trust Him like we talked last week in the chronic times. Trust Him in the heartache times. Trust Him in the times of despair. Amen. Trust God no matter what. He's the only one that's going to see us through. All other things have an end. All other things are temporal. All other things will fail. But only the eternal almighty God will see us through to eternity. In God we trust. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And Psalm 62, 8 says, trust him at all times, you people. Trust him at all times. Amen. Because sometimes when the going gets really rough, that some people, that's when their trust goes out the window, and that's when we need it the most. That's when we need it the most. Amen. Because trusting God will settle your mind. Trusting God will calm your heart. Trusting God will bring you a special peace. Amen. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Amen. When I trust in him, God, and my mind is stayed and, and fixed on him, God will keep me in perfect peace. Amen. What's perfect peace? It's a peace that can't get much better than that. Amen. That's the kind of peace. That, that's the peace that Paul said, you know, when you're worried and you're stressed out about stuff and you're pacing the floor and you don't know what's going to happen. He said, take that energy to the Lord in prayer. Amen. And the peace of God that passes understanding. That's a perfect peace. Yes. Amen. Having a peace when you shouldn't have a peace or you don't think you should. Like, I'm still in the midst of the. I'm still, you know, usually going, ah, you know, going crazy. But I, I feel a peace. This problem's still all around me, but I feel a peace. It's like the eye of a hurricane. Like I see it swirling all around me, but it's not touching me right now because God's giving me a peace and assurance is going to pass. It's going to come to pass. I'm going to trust God until it passes. 
the, even the worst storm passes on. Amen. Even the slowest moving hurricane that's moving like one, like a, moving like a snail with a broken tail, like barely moving across the sidewalk. Amen. It still passes on and the sun will shine again in your life. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Because God is in control. And let's allow him to be God in our life and trust him with every aspect of our lives. Let's not take pieces back. Amen. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to give God everything. Because, okay, God, you can have, you know, a little bit. You know, we got compartments in our hearts. We give God, you know, some of the areas that... Well, we got this, you know, the West Wing is mine, God, you know, I, I can't give that up yet or whatever. But, you know, that West Wing's in trouble until you open it up to God. Right. Amen. But we got to give him everything and don't take anything back. Right. Amen. Because he will take care of it. Amen. You know, when you trust someone, it's another way of saying you confide in them. You know, and, and when I think of the word confide, it's like I can you know, talk to somebody in, in, in private and then they're not going to spill the beans about what I just told them, right? You know, it's a, maybe I just bore my heart to somebody I trust and I confided in them with a situation. Uh, but the word confide goes far even beyond that. It, it is, you know, a, you know, putting yourself uh, and giving yourself to somebody or something, amen, trusting. And that's where we get the word confidence, Confide, confidence, amen. And too many people have their confidence. Too many people are confiding in the wrong things and the wrong people, amen. We got to confide in God. Our confidence needs to be in the Lord in 2021 and forward, amen. Because you see how we're on a fast track to the end times here, and I don't see it going any other way anytime soon, but that doesn't matter for the house of God and the people of God, amen. If we will hold on to the Lord, amen, we will be securely anchored in the palm of his hand, and he's going to get us through. We're going to make it, amen, no matter what comes to this world. I'm going to make it, praise God, because I trust and I confide and I have confidence in the Almighty God, Jesus Christ. Amen. When we put our confidence in the wrong things or the wrong people, what happens? We get disappointed, we get let down, and our confidence is shattered. You know, when you go tell somebody something and say, hey, you know, can you keep that just between you and God and take it to the grave? And then, you know, you listen, you know, to the, uh, you know, the news on the radio half an hour later and it's on, you know, all the stations. It's like, uh, that's not what I intended. Right? Amen. But God's not going to do that. You can tell him anything. Amen. I love that. Because you can't tell, you can't tell, you know, there's some people you can't tell everything to, right? Because they'd be going, what? Whoa. Huh? <laughs> Amen. But, you know, when it's just you and God, you can just unload on, just give him everything. And God's not going to go, okay, hold on, I got to go take my migraine medicine because I can't take what you just told me. God's not going to do that. He's not going to grab for his nervous pills because you just made him a little shaky. 
with all of your you know, problems or whatever, God can handle it. That's why you just tell him everything. He's a big God. Hallelujah. But we, gotta, we can't put our confidence in the wrong people, the wrong things, because we, you know, our confidence, you get your confidence shattered, and it, it has a devastating effect on your faith and your trust in, in, in future situations and people. Amen. And there's a verse in the, in the Bible that, that I love just the way it says. Amen. Proverbs 25, 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. I like that. I mean, I don't like the broken tooth and the foot out of joint. But I like that verse. Amen. Because it just tells you, you don't want to, when, when you have time of trouble, that's not time to just go pick someone that's not tried and true, that you don't know anything about. Amen. And just to have confidence in them. Because it's like a broken tooth, which causes problems, right? It, you know, it causes all kinds of pain and, and whatever. And a foot out of joint. Amen. So those are two things that you can't live with. Amen. And that's just like an unfaithful person in time of trouble. But God, we put our confidence in Him. There's no broken teeth. There's no messed up feet. There's no issues at all. We go to Him. He's open 24-7. Amen. He's open more days than 7-11. Praise God. He doesn't close even for a little minute on Christmas Day or Thanksgiving or even Easter Sunday. He doesn't close for nothing. Praise God. He's open all. His ear is always inclined to our cry. His eye is open to our plight. Amen. And His hand is not short that it cannot save and it cannot help you. Let's trust in God. Amen. He's always good and He's always right. Amen. And He always has your best interests at heart. And your confidence will never be shattered. Amen. When you put it wholeheartedly in God. Psalm 118.8 It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. You know, most of us I mean, not, not all of us do what the doctor says exactly, but most of us, you know, if we, if we really want to get better, when we go in, the doctor says, okay, do this and do that and take this three times a day or whatever and, you know, see me in a couple of weeks and whatever. And, and you know, we, most, most people try to do that. Amen. Why? Because you trust the doctor. Because you have confidence in the doctor. Amen. Some people sadly trust their doctors more than they trust God. But I'm telling you, we need to trust God more than even the doctor or anything. I thank God for doctors, but I trust the great physician. Amen. We got to trust God. If we're going to do that for the doctor, we should at least do that for Jesus. Do exactly what he says. Amen. And I'll guarantee you, you will get better. That's right. You will get better if you do what he says. He's got all of his prescriptions and all his medications and, and all his physical therapy and all everything, all the healing, whatever. It's all in the word of God right there for you. Praise God. You just follow the word and have faith in him, confidence and trust and patience, and you're going to be okay. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, pilots have to trust their instruments when flying in low visibility conditions. They can't trust their eyes because of fog, because of darkness, because of whatever. Amen. They've got to trust their instruments. If they think they're upside down and their instrument panel says, no, you're right side up, then they got to go with the panel. Amen. 
Because, you're, because pilots can get all kinds of disoriented and they can think one thing, but if they trust their instruments, they're going to be okay. Amen. You cannot trust what you see sometimes. There's many times that we really cannot, amen, see clearly where we're going in our lives. The storms of life, the fog, the mist comes, amen. It's blown in just out of nowhere, and it's very low visibility. And it's times like this that we need to hold his hand and let him guide us through that stuff. Praise God. Contractors and builders, amen, they must trust their instruments to make sure what they are building or installing is level and plumb and square. And there's another term called true. Did you know that? I just found that one out. There's level, plumb, square, and true. Amen. Praise God. And they all have to do. Level means horizontally level. Plum means vertically level. Uh, amen. Square means 90 degree corners. Praise God. Or else that window's not going to work when you throw it in and out of square hole. Praise God. It was designed to be in a square hole. There's all kinds of things. Amen. You, and these contractors and builders, they can't eyeball that. Amen. You've got to trust the level. You've got to trust the plumb bob. You've got to trust uh, your square. You've got to trust these things that you use. The or level or whatever it is. Amen. Your eyes. We walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. We got to go with, our, with the word. Let the word be our eyes. Amen. Because our senses can deceive us, so we must trust the instruments God has given us to help us stay level-headed and true in our lives and our walk with God. The child of God's greatest instruments are the Word of God and prayer. Amen. And we can always have great confidence in these things because they will never let us down. The Bible does not change with the wind, and it will never lie to us. It will always tell us the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and that's why we can trust in it. Amen. Because the word is God. It is our compass when we are lost. It is our light when we are in the darkness. It is our map to get us to the heavenly destination. It is our greatest encourager when we're down in the dumps. Amen. Let's trust in God's word. We can't just go by feelings. We got to go by faith in his word. Amen. My feelings go like this. Amen. I don't always feel God. I, I appreciate feeling Him anytime I'm uh, privileged to feel Him. I don't always feel the presence of God every minute of every day, but the Word of God is there. Amen. True and unchanging and a beacon in my life. Praise God. And then we have prayer. In prayer we find hope. In prayer we find peace. In prayer we find comfort and solace. Amen. In prayer we find answers and we receive direction for our journey. We've got to stay in prayer and in the word and trusting in the almighty God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Would you stand? In prayer, he lays his reassuring hand upon us and speaks words of encouragement to our hearts. His spirit, his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. He speaks in our heart and in our minds. Amen. It's a, it's a still small voice inside of us. 
Amen. And one of the best times to hear that voice is in prayer. When you're focused on Him. Because remember, prayer is not just a one-way street. It's just not me doing all the talking with my long laundry list of needs. And there's a time for that in prayer. But I also need a time to listen because I'm serving a God that wants relationship, two-way relationship. And He wants to speak to me. And He wants to tell me some things. Praise God. He'll tell me through His Word. He'll tell me through other people. Or He'll just speak directly into my heart and my mind. Amen. In God we trust. Amen. So every time you look on the front of your coins, Every and we don't. I know we don't even do that hardly. We just. I just. You know. I pay with it, and then if I have extra in that in the day, I throw it in a jar on my little stand in my room, and then it's my emergency fund when I run out of cash. I get the jar, but I gotta look. And God, we trust is on the back of the bills, on the front of the coins. Amen. But even then, it's just a reminder because we've got to actually have our trust in God. It can't just be words on coins and papers, bills. It's got to be in our hearts. And that's what the church is all about. We're going to be the light shining on the hill. We're, we're going to be the candle on the candlestick. Amen. It doesn't matter what's happening around us. Let the church remain a beacon, remain a lighthouse of truth, to try to show its light out across the rocky strewn, amen, oceans where the ships are coming through so that we can warn them and show them where they got to be careful. They'll see the light and they'll help them navigate around those treacherous rocks and the crashing waves and the the darkest of night. Amen. That's what lighthouses are for in the real world. And this is Apostolic Lighthouse. We're a lighthouse of truth, a lighthouse of love, a lighthouse of hope, a lighthouse to point to Jesus. In God we trust. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.